When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, it's happening as we speak. The cryptocurrency scam masters extraordinaire are scurrying like cockroaches in the dark. Why? Because they were running a Ponzi scheme, always were. And they were trying to bamboozle wealthy people, upper middle class people to investing not in a 401k. Well, by the way, under Biden, it's now a 201k. But to invest in blockchain, cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin. They said, oh, it's the future. It's here and now. And how many of you got bamboozled? Well, earlier today, there was a run on the crypto banks. People who had been bamboozled, suckered, immediately started trying to withdraw normal currency, wherever it is. For Americans, obviously dollars. For those in Europe who invested, euros. For those in the Middle East, Persian Gulf, dinars, yen in Asia. And what happened is they said, sorry, we can't give you your money because <laughs> they don't have it. It's a scam. It's a Ponzi scheme. And I know all you hip happening fly guys and fly gals, you say, yeah, let me rock my Bitcoin around my neck. You should have seen it coming. Elon Musk on Sunday night issued a memorandum to all of his workers at Tesla. You know, they manufacture the electric cars. Remember, it was Buttigieg, 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 our transportation secretary in the Biden administration, and said, you don't need a gas-guzzling car. Get an electric car. So you would think he's doing buffo business, right? Buying Twitter for $44 billion. Haven't seen any of the money yet. And now he sends a memorandum to all of his workers saying, we had a really bad last quarter. When more people are buying electric cars, uh, I don't buy that, Elon Musk. You need to work harder. What do you mean you need to work harder? You're the one making all the money. You really think your workers are going to work harder? No, this is all about because he's caught up, too, in the Ponzi scheme. Remember, he started all this nonsense saying the world's richest man. I'm not like the sage of Omaha, Nebraska, Warren Buffett, who believes in dollars. I'm not like Bill Gates of Microsoft, who believes in dollars. I'm not even like former President Donald Trump, who called it a scam. No, 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 no. This is the future of here and now. And it's all coming crumbling down. Now, where are all the cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, blockchain pirates? They've all gathered up in Puerto Rico. The governor of Puerto Rico, a Republican, set up a tax shelter for them, like they did years ago when they did it for pharmaceutical companies, for oil refineries, because they wanted them to come to the island and they wouldn't have to pay taxes. Well, the crypto monsters have all descended right outside of San Juan. Watch as they abandon ship and become the pirates that they've always been and fly the Jolly Rogers. They'll end up with their money. They've scammed that. And all of you who went for it hook, line, and sinker, including you, my little pretty Eric Adams, who said, I want to be paid in Bitcoin. Ha, 
They won't let you take it out of the bank now. You wanted all the workers in New York City paid in Bitcoin? Are you crazy? Well, you get what you wanted. And what you wanted is not what you get because it's all coming crushing down. And you know something? Good for you. Well, looky, looky, who popped up here on the Curtis News Network. It's Ron DeSantis, governor of Freedom Land, where everyone is running to. The exodus continues. But he wasn't in Florida. Oh, no, 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 no. He came to New York City on Sunday to Chelsea, the Chelsea Piers, 12th Avenue, 22nd Street. A Jewish organization had invited him to give a speech about the importance of religion within our society. Uh, originally, it was scheduled for the Jewish Heritage Museum. They said, that's a shanda. We don't want Ron DeSantis here. Because they folded to pressure. Where was the pressure coming from? Gays, lesbians, transgenders, who said, hey, homophobe, go back to Florida. So Ron DeSantis believes in free speech, as I do, as some of you should. Whether we agree or disagree, people have a right to be heard. That's what we say on WABC, right? But not in Chelsea yesterday on Sunday. Who led the charge? It was Congresswoman Carolyn Maloney, who is the poster child for term limits. She's been there like 30 years. Hey, lady, it's time to retire. And you know what? When Carolyn Maloney retires, she's going to Florida. She already owns, I think, a condo down there. But anyway, I digress. So she's out there. And by the way, Carolyn, if you get one more facelift, your face is going to snap like an old rubber band. Anyway, she's leading the gays and lesbians and transgenders. Go home to Florida, homophobe, homophobe. Now, isn't it ironic that a while back when DeSantis signed that legislation that they called the Don't Say Gay Bill, where kids in the lower grades of elementary school weren't supposed to be having discussions about gender identification or sexuality, that all of a sudden, Eric Adams, oh, man, all of a sudden say, hey, let's launch an effort to bring all gays, lesbians, and transgenders from Florida, from Key West, from Lake Worth and Palm Beach County, from Fort Lauderdale, from Tampa, St. Petersburg, Sarasota, from every different corner of where gays and lesbians and transgenders have settled in Florida. And come on home. Come on home to Greenwich Village, Chelsea, Park Slope, Prospect Heights. Come on home. Well, guess what? <laughs> They're not. They had a gay day the other day at Disney World. They have it once a year. A lot of these people showed up, gays, lesbians, transgenders who live in Florida, not happy with DeSantis. They're going to try to elect Charlie Chris. He's the Democrat-Republican, no, Republican who's been a Democrat, independent Democrat, who uses man tan uh, from a can while you're in Florida. This guy is a loser. He's running against DeSantis, who's going to be elected overwhelmingly and may well be the Republican candidate for president. Yeah, depending on what Trump does. So are they leaving Florida? The answer is no. Look, let everybody have their say. Free speech should prevail. Whether I like it, you like it, or the world likes it or doesn't like it, that's the whole concept in America. But we have individuals in our own city, if you don't agree with them, you're out on your tuchus. Well, Governor Ron DeSantis, you're obviously in the polling, the Republicans' choice out there if Trump doesn't run the next time around. And you know something? You already have my support because that's why everybody is fleeing. 
The exodus continues to Florida from Connecticut, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and especially New York City and New York. Oh, the swagger man again has no plan. You know, page six reported that two nights in a row he was raising the roof till three o'clock in the morning. First at the J-Lo after party, stayed there till 1.30, then went to Club Zero Bond where he hangs out with the TikTok girls and tries to keep up with the Kardashians till three in the morning. Then back-to-back, belly-to-belly. The next night, he was with the housewives. Which ones? The New York housewives, Jersey housewives, Atlanta housewives, Beverly Hill housewives, even the Salt Lake City housewives. <laughs> and he wouldn't leave until 2 in the morning. And then he went to the Club Zero Bond because it's a private club downtown. Whatever happens at Club Zero Bond stays in Zero Bond. And if you want access to the mayor, don't go to City Hall. Uh, go to the Club Zero Bond where you can wine him dynam and pocket line. Meantime, the New York Post reported an unprecedented abandonment of the NYPD by seasoned police officers who are either taking early retirement, retirement of 20 years and now working a day over, or they're being recruited by other municipalities, uh, uh, state police, uh, county police, all over the country. And they're fleeing in mass. Greatest exodus of police officers from the NYPD in the history of the department since they've kept the statistics. So what was Eric Adams' response? Oh, all is good. This is great. Let them go because it'll create a more diverse police department. We will replace them. There's no doubt about it. We'll have the greatest recruitment section of all time. Well, first off, the NYPD... It's probably the most diverse uniform services group who works for the city of New York. They're certainly more diverse than the firefighters and sanitation department and correctional officers. They match the population almost perfectly. About 40% of our population in New York City is white. About 40% of the police officers are white. The growing minority, soon to be the majority, are Hispanics. Hispanic population is at about oh, 28%, 30%. 30% of the police department are Hispanics. Then the next largest minority are blacks. They're at about 15% of the police department, and they're at about 18% of the population. And then trailing are the Asians, but they're growing in numbers. They're at 12% of the population, at about 10% of the membership of the NYPD. Can you get any more diverse than that in reality? Eric Adams hasn't spent a nickel, dime, or penny in this new budget that he agreed to with the city council. They're not hiring any police. They're not hiring any correctional officers. The only ones dancing the horror and the terror and teller raising the roof are the criminals who basically want, imagine, less cops to arrest them, less correctional officers to keep them on Rikers Island. And so the city is theirs for the taking. And Eric Adams is saying, like, Alfred E. Newman, what me worry? You know, with the, with the fly buzzing around his head, what me worry? I'm the mayor of nightlife. I don't care what goes on in the daytime, in the streets, the subways, the parks, the schools. Just call me the mayor of nightlife. A double oofah to you, Eric Adams. I warned everybody during the campaign, but you didn't pay me no mind. That's why so many people are saying now, don't blame me. I voted for Sliwa. What a piece of work. You see Howie? That's how we knew him in Canarsie. Yeah, we grew up together at the same time. Howie, Howie Schultz. 
CEO. He didn't start Starbucks with his Seattle latte sippers out in Seattle. But he came along, he became the CEO the first time. They went global. And he came back a second time. It's still global. Now he's come back a third time. And Card Shark, Card Shark Howie, and the reason I call him Card Shark, he went to Canarsie High School, grew up in the Bayview Housing Projects. Father was a truck driver. His mother was a stay-at-home mom. And he actually babysat for Jeff Sally, the great basketball star, came out of Canarsie High School, went to Georgia Tech, then on to the Detroit Pistons, L.A. Lakers. Now a big commentator. That's how he used to earn his money, babysitting for Jeff Sally in the Bayview Projects. Exit 13, Rockaway Parkway, Canarsie, where I was birthed. Now think about that. He came on humble needs. Would go up and down Flatlands Avenue looking for card games in the Lucchese Social Clubs and ended up having to pay the VIG. Then went on, played football at some no-name college in Michigan. Next thing we hear, he's out with the Seattle uh, Latte Sippers and he becomes CEO of Starbucks. And everybody goes, oh, Howard, you're wonderful. You're a liberal progressive, just like everybody in Seattle. Oh, and he was. And remember, he tried an independent run for the presidency, brief as it was. I'll never forget, he was at Barnes and Nobles. And it wasn't liberal and progressive enough because they booed him down as he was promoting his new book that only the baristas were buying, you know, his partners. He said they're partners in Starbucks, a double oofah. They're not partners. I'm going to get to that in a second. So he decided, nah, I'm not going to run for president. But I want you to know as a CEO of a major Fortune 500 company, Global, I'm the most liberal and progressive of all. Move over, Ikea, with your Swedish meatballs and all your social benefits for your workers coming out of Stockholm. I'm the best, not like the rest. My baristas are partners. No, they're not. Your baristas are organizing unions now all over the United States. A hundred in just the last year that you have tried to union bust. So let's look up at Cornell, New York. Right outside of Cornell University, there's one, Starbucks, there's two others in Ithaca. They voted to unionize, right? It's still right, National Labor Relations Board. He said, I tell you what, you're organizing a union? I'm closing the one outside of Cornell University. Oh, my God. All the undergrads, all the professors, what are we going to do without our Starbucks? We're addicted to that $5 cup of coffee, right? And the double lattes and the ventis and all that nonsense. Now, the other thing is, on the same day that he's closing Starbucks, how dare you organize a union, he's begging and beseeching the office workers. He's saying, please, come back to the office. No more virtual work. None of this hybrid, you know, three days at home, two days in the office. I will do anything. I, I will get down on my hands and knees. I mean, Howard Schultz, one of the greatest CEOs of all time. I'm the GOAT. Of Starbucks, I'll do anything. I'll bring you Starbucks morning, noon, and night. Please come back to the office. Pretty please, pretty please. You are such a vile, despicable, full like a cheap camera excuse for a human being. I want you stricken from the books of Canarsie. I'm the Canarsie kid. You, you've lost your way, Howard.